Rockin' the Dad Pod is back for another episode. Uh, this episode sees the return of Brian and myself talking to you about being dads. Um, we normally are having guests on these shows. That's where our, our hope and, 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 and you know, the future of this podcast will be. I know the last episode was just Brian and I, and this episode is actually going to be just Brian and I as well. Um, but we thought, you know, we'll do a couple episodes like this, and then we'll get back into guests uh, next month and the month after that. But right now we're talking about my wife, Taylor, and I had a baby, Nova Michael Soderberg on May 18th. So we're discussing Brian and I and the experience of being fathers and having uh, the experience of being in the hospital while your wife is in birth uh, or in labor and having uh, the birth of your child. So kick back, relax, enjoy a uh, conversation about the birth of Nova Michael and entering the world and me actually becoming an actual dad uh, for the first time and, and Brian's experiences with his kids as well. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Please follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at Rocking the Dad Pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the video portion on YouTube. You can hit subscribe on all those places or follow and, and get the latest podcasts that come out too. So I uh, really appreciate you guys listening to it. Uh, thanks to all the dads out there and all the non-dads out there who still listen uh, and support the podcast. Uh, we look forward to this episode. Uh, it's a great episode. Nova Michael is born uh, and enjoy this episode of Rocking the Dad Pod. Thanks, everybody. How's it going, Brian? Good. Yeah. It's going great. Yeah, it is. How are while. you doing? It has. I've seen you in general. I mean, I even between you. recording before, we, we see each other like popping in and out but you saw i guess you saw me a couple weeks ago yeah i saw you i met the little the little one yes quickly i drank the, some of his beer at the orono brewing company location yes. that was fun. loosely not sponsored by yes no <laughs> <laughs> i think most people have met him there so far because like i've had to go in during this like time of paternity slash just like taking it easy for a couple of weeks so that i can yeah. get back into the swing of things and I'm like, oh, I'll have to go in for a couple of hours. And Taylor's just like, we'll come with you. And then like, we'll just hang out, we'll have lunch or whatever and, yeah. and hang out. And so like a lot of people have been like, oh, I met, I met Nova for the first time. And it's like, where? Oh, Orno Brewing Company. So that, that makes a, sense. It's fitting. He's a spokesman. <laughs> yeah. It's fitting that it would be at Orno Brewing Company. Yeah, definitely, definitely fitting. Right. Uh, That's his middle yeah. name, right? Nova, Orno Brewing. Yeah. It's actually just Nova OBC. I should have just changed his name. He wasn't even Soderbergh. It's like something with an O. Oscar. Uh, Brian oh, Chapman. There you go. I hear that's a good name. Brian? Yeah. 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 It's decent. Hey, uh, before we get into like, you know, baby talk, or we're not going to talk like babies, but like baby talk, um, you find That'd a new, uh, new spot to roast some coffee or no? Oh, man. No, not yet. <laughs> the man's trying to shut me down. <laughs> no, I give up some irons in the fire, though. That's good. I'm working with code enforcement. We'll see. I'm waiting to hear back from them what my next steps are. I don't have like a cease and desist or anything. So I it's can, just letting you know. It's just letting me know I have a grumpy neighbor. Um, is there some sort of filtration system that's cheap that you can put in there or no? Uh, cheap? No. Okay. But there's a, there's such thing as a filtration system, just not cheap. Yes. The ones, I mean, basically it looks like I would have to, it's in the 10 to 12, 13,000 dollar range wow. to get. And at that point, if you're going to spend that kind of money, you might as well work on getting a place to do it, not at your house, right? I mean, right. That's kind of, it's sort of one of those deals. If I move into a more commercial area, yeah. I could maybe not have to have the filtration system yeah. in place at the size that I am. And so it's sort of like, would it, it'd be better to invest money into that yeah. or get something? Because the plan is always to outgrow where I'm at now. Yes. So, this is just a little premature, but. And they don't even so, tell you who, who the, uh, who the uh, angry neighbor is, do they? Oh, no, they do. They do. It's, it's impressive. I was surprised. Oh, wow. They send me like a formal letter and then they send you another attachment that has the complainer's name, address, phone number. Wow. That, oh, uh, I, I wonder if this person knew that. <laughs> oh, well, this I person. They, I'm just wondering if someone knows you do a complaint to the town whether or not your name is, I didn't know it was it, anonymous or yeah, not. Yeah, it's not anonymous. I don't know oh. if that's an option or not, but 
this person is well versed in complaints to the town, okay. so um, I'm sure he knows that his well, name just, is going to be involved. But, but you've been roasting coffee for how long now? I mean, you've been roasting coffee for quite a bit now. Like, that, that that they would have a problem with all of a sudden. Yeah, I've been roasting for at least two and a half years. Yeah, that's weird. I'm eating that's a sandwich weird. if you're just listening if you're listening, Yeah, that's great. I told Brian it was absolutely fine because we're just, you know, that's how we do it. See, the thing is, and, and, and you know, it's not an excuse because but parents, you know, now you have to find time to do these things. So you're double dipping here. You're eating lunch and you're double recording dipping. a podcast. That's right. So that's the way, that's the way we have to do it, you know. It's a I'm delicious fueling sandwich. up with coffee, so. Yes. So you had a, you had a child. How was I that? I did have one. I had one. It didn't come out with two. I was really surprised. A second didn't creep out. I know. Um, it was an experience, man. Like I tell you that much. Uh, it's it, a trip. Uh, it is. And it's one of those <laughs> things that when we talked for what, three or four podcasts ahead of time, and obviously mm-hmm. just in general and in, in, in discussions about what, what, what we can experience, what we're expecting kind of uh, with the whole, you know, once you get pregnant, you're obviously, you have these different things that you go through. Uh, but you can basically do regular life around those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day that the day it comes, the day that you're like, oh, crap, this is actually happening. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you, you can tell everybody every single detail what could basically happen that day. And no one's prepared for it. No, you're not prepared for it. I don't care if you have a planned, you know, C-section, you have a, it's all planned out the time, the date, everything's all done. You still are not prepared for it. You're not Mm-mm. you never get everything done. I mean, it's like, I mean, before you go on vacation, you're like, oh, we're going to clean the house. So when we get back, it's going to be nice and clean and you never get it done. So it's like, right. how could you prepare yourself for the day that your wife goes into labor? It's, you can't. Yeah. We were watching so, some TV shows past week and they were talking about a, a birthing plan. I was like, who even <laughs> needs one of those? Because it's not going to go. <laughs> no. It's not going to go as you plan it. Although you can plan is that there will be a birth that day. Or yes. at some point. At some point. And so point. he was uh, born, born at 37 weeks, two days. So it was early, obviously. So we weren't expecting it happening right away. Um, and I thought I had another week. Like, I just thought, I mean, at least five days, <laughs> a, couple, a couple more work days to get myself in order at OBC so that I could, like, Cassie could take over specific duties, a couple mm. things I wanted to go over and just be like, okay, honestly, guys, I'm set up to a point where if tomorrow I don't come in because the baby's born, we're all set. So I spent uh, on Tuesday, May 18th, Taylor's water breaks and, and she goes, I think my water just broke. And I'm just like, Oh, and that's again, <laughs> Oh crap, this is I happening. <laughs> um, and so she, uh, we, t- you know, she starts getting ready offices. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. So like no doctors open offices are open. So you have to call the after hour numbers and wait for yeah. a call back and all that stuff. So she's <laughs> like, well, if this is happening, then like, let's get ready. So she starts to like, you know, get, take a shower. And then she's like, okay, well I'll eat. Cause that's one thing that she did read on like on, in books is like, you're not going to have an opportunity to eat basically. So no. eat breakfast before you leave or eat something before you go into the hospital. Eat before they tell you, you can't have anything to eat. Exactly. And so <laughs> she ate uh, quickly and I'm throwing things together, but I'm in here in my studio, like emailing work being like, okay, this is what I need to have happen. Da, 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 da. Uh, this is happening. I won't be into work today and all this stuff and uh was able to get everything done but then i we, we get in the ho- get in the car we drive to the hospital um we pull up front and right now with covid and stuff like that like you can't come in and go and, and freely you can oh, like yeah. once for every 24 hours you can come in um and visit and so i basically was like here you go at the door to the- <laughs> here you go i'll go park the car and then come back and i met her inside because i had gone inside the door into the lobby area and then left so basically i wouldn't have been able to come back in uh, and that would have been very sucky so you just throw the keys at the guy and say listen i got a baby coming park it this is, this is, is this okay parking the car right here dude <laughs> you just gotta go the, in like a bad out yeah. just like the movies you're in the middle of the road dude no it's okay I, i'll leave it here i'm having a baby and you obviously are the kind of mentality as a dad like I'm the only one having this baby right now and nothing else mm. bad is happening at this hospital. So why is not everybody focusing on us? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we finally get in there and it's so funny. Cause it's like, you think again, you picture the movies and you picture stories from other people. And, you know, obviously you don't tell in depth when I talk to you about having a baby, I'm not like, okay, every second of the day that Jude was born, I want to hear every single detail. Mm. We talk about overarching things. And so when right. we came in, we came into the hospital and they checked to go into check-in. 
And I was like, wait, we sit at this table here while she's having contractions and they just ask you about information, right? Your insurance card on you and, um, <laughs> Walgreens is still your pharmacy. And I'm just like, oh my God, she's in labor right now. Like she's, she's having, well, especially with your first one, you don't like, I remember when Gret like the first time they told Gretchen to push. Yeah. Like our doctor wasn't even in the building. Yes. She was exactly. like at home. And I'm like, you can't tell her to push. What happens when the baby falls out? Like, we're not right. And they're like, yeah, that's like a good hour away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're great. <laughs> and yeah. So, but you just don't know that. No. So, and that, and that was the biggest thing for me was like when, when they finally get us up to the room and all these nurses in there and great people at Eastern Maine, like it was amazing staff and all that stuff. But it's mm -hmm. true. It's like when you think about, you know, picturing having a baby the doctor's there the whole time it's like no the doctor's there for the no. important 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 times the nurse is the one that does everything else oh yeah so, they're so the real mvps <laughs> like point, so it's funny like i know you pick your kind of doctor your ob yes, or yes, whatever yes. but me and gretchen have said a lot that <clears throat> and when it comes time for the birth i'd rather pick my my nurse, nurse. yeah not not my nurse but her nurse because yeah. we had a lady wendy which we still stay in contact with and yeah. she was just amazing and so yes. she's there for the whole time and the doctor just swoops in saves the day and then leaves yes exactly and we i mean funny that uh, taylor actually taylor the nurse for taylor was a uh, a woman that she actually worked with at the uh alfond um hmm. on the ticket office area where when taylor was in college she worked with this woman and she did it was just oh, one of those funny. things it was like an hour after we were like there like set up and she was in her gown and stuff like that and taylor was like you're Alphonse, so, oh my god, I thought so too, and I just didn't <laughs> want to say anything. And so it was yeah. actually kind of funny that they actually had worked together uh for a small time. Uh, Ticket sales to delivering babies. Small world though, like it's <laughs> weird. I mean, bank, uh, it's like Eastern Maine is a huge hospital, mm. um, but to actually have that happen that you know the person that's gonna be your nurse for the day, yeah, it's fascinating. But when they told Taylor to start pushing. In my mind, or again, in my mind, the doctor was going to be there for that, like you just mentioned. And yeah. so when they told Taylor to start pushing, I was just like, okay, they must be just getting you ready to, you know, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're <laughs> going to do it. And it wasn't until like maybe an hour after she started pushing, because she pushed for like four hours, um, yeah. was that I was like, oh, wait, this is actually happening. <laughs> like, I thought they were just setting her up for it. Brian, I will tell you right now, in the meantime, in that first half an hour span of her pushing every four or five minutes, whatever it was, I bought a comic book online on my phone. <laughs> because I was like, oh, I'm just like searching through Facebook and like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then like, she's like, push. So I put my phone down and I'd go over and I'd hold her hand and, you know, stroke her head and get her going. And they'd be like, okay, that's good. And I'd sit back down. I go, oh, this is kind of a cool comic book. And I... It's like, oh, and I purchased, da, da, da. okay, push, and, da, da, da. and then it was like literally like a half an hour later, I'm like, oh my God, this whole time she was actually doing what she was supposed to be doing to have the baby. I thought she was just getting her ready for the doctor to show up. Okay, yeah. we're doing this. And then from that point on, I'm like, do you need music? <laughs> Welcome to the game, Justin. Jeez. <laughs> I saw a little uh, sleepy there. A little, woke up a little late for that one, but I just didn't realize that. I mean, I guess I knew um some of it again but i've never been through the experience so the first time is always this weird oh yeah um, everything is new and everything is uh not just new like you've been to the hospital before but i've never been on that wing before i've never been in those rooms before yeah had the terminology that they're using and the tools they're using and all that stuff i've never really well and you like you've never seen your wife in that state before either mm -hmm. and likely never you know like that's like this weird time when yeah things are just not what they ever normally are or ever are, you know, it's just this section of time where it's just totally different than what you'd normally experience yeah. in an, in an every day. So it's, it's a trip. Well, I mean, cause also like what else in this world do you ever go through with your wife or, or, or someone else is going through this situation? They're standing next to them, holding their hands. Like if they were going for a procedure in the hospital, it's not like you'd be standing there holding their hand yeah. and they're having a procedure. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're doing great. You're doing great. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm getting my leg re my fixed. Like, He's almost got the appendix out. Yes. Good job. <laughs> they should do that. Yes. A little support <laughs> structure. I mean, you yeah. have to wear the whole, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, we had, a, we, so we ended up pushing for four hours. She pushed for four hours and, and finally they were just like, we, this is not happening. He didn't move for the past, like the last like 45 minutes any oh. further down so they finally said we got to call this and we're going to go for a c-section and uh but if they did that for the appendix too you'd have to wear the whole getup like i wore the whole like you know safety <laughs> suit they had the whole like 
right white suit the like beard beard uh net and all that stuff too uh but it was funny because they came in and they brought it to me and i'm like oh this is cool i'll put this on yeah you put that on before because you're going to be in there for the uh the c-section but not the beginning part so they're cool i was like i put it on i stood there and they're like oh cool you're all set and then like 20 minutes later they brought us into the room and i'm like standing here like an idiot (laughs) dressed all up in this thing like (laughs) i didn't want to be late i didn't want to have to be like them waiting for me but i also feel like i could have i could have waited five or ten minutes before i put it on because i'm just standing there in a hot like all like sweaty like ah this is annoying (laughs) and then they put you in that Mm -hmm. chair it was a chair on the around the corner from the c-section to uh the surgery room uh that you stare at a wall and wait for them to call you in because they put everything up and they you know get everything ready and uh, sedate her and all that stuff and um and so i'm standing there just waiting like it felt like four huh. hours for them to call me in. and so finally they call me in and and, and, and hold her hand and and uh, uh she's it's also kind of funny because she's in so much pain even with the epidural she took she was so much pain at the end of that pushing that now they're actually cutting her open and taking things out of her and she's just having a conversation with me because she's like yeah it's like oh, this is great <laughs> this is great you can see her moving like this because they're like moving things around but it's uh, just like you just like having a conversation like oh that was crazy huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the baby's about to be here yep remember all those hard dinner. parts i was doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. What uh, you for dinner <laughs> that's great we never we didn't have a c-section yeah. so i don't i can't relate to that whole process but it sounds pretty crazy it is. I mean, it's, 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 it was probably one of the hardest things at the beginning. Cause when they, so they push for four, she pushed for four hours and then they say, Oh no. And then because the baby's so low, they say the best and safest way to do this is to put some sort of balloon back in and push and, and blow the balloon up. So it pushes the baby back in so that it's up higher. Whoa. So when they do the see the cut and they, they pull this, the, he's up higher. Hmm. Um, they don't have to supposedly like there is a possibility for them to do that. But like Taylor was like, what I'll, you know, the whole experience was like, you guys are professionals at this. Right. I'm a novice. Don't ask me. What, what do you think <laughs> that we should do? I'm going to take your opinion on it. And uh, they, so they did this thing and that was where she was like the most pain. And I was one of those things that was like in the future, if we have another child and it has to be C-section again, which most likely will is can we leave the baby low <laughs> and then, uh, and then not use the balloon. Cause she was and either that or like, she didn't push the upper barrel button like close enough. She just was in a lot of pain. So it was like one of those yeah. things I was like, I don't ever want to experience that Oof. with my wife again. That I sounds crazy. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's, it was not fun. And our doctor, you know, Dr. Rufo said afterwards, she's like, you know, that was almost inhumane for us to do that. We're sorry. They were very like, yeah. should have figured another way to do it, but it was, it Yikes. was, it's not an unusual thing to happen, but it just wasn't was it like quite, a cool balloon? Like you get at the party store. No, I, mean, we, I was like, well, we can't keep that. <laughs> I want memories, right? I want a balloon animal afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor's over there like, oh my God, I can't believe that guy just delivered the baby. He's, he's making a balloon animal out of it. Um, Here's the puppy for your newborn child. Exactly. And the funny thing too is, is uh, uh, one of the stories that I've always told from this day too was the, uh, the bed in the delivery room is a bed. Like there's a the bed for your wife. And so she can give you a baby. And then there's the bed to the side that fold like a bench that folds out into a bed. And that's cool. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And they're like, don't get used to that because you're moving to the postpartum room after this baby's born. Yeah. Where then they have this crappy old reclining chair that does lay flat, but squeaks to all high L and huh. is the is the most uncomfortable thing in the world. So where you actually really? are gonna spend the night. Yeah, is the crappy room that's the room that like you hopefully aren't spending the night when your wife's in right yeah i mean if your wife's pushing you over there sleeping i mean i was buying a comic book so maybe maybe people do sleep i don't know um (laughs) but yeah it was just the craziest thing and so obviously it wasn't really him that kept me up the first night it was more like this chair sucked yeah (laughs) it was like lack of sleep it was annoying so we had jude and lucy were both in the old yes like maternity floor and then lennon was on when they like temporarily moved so they were on a whole different floor and but they were like brand new rooms so i remember that one being it was like a, a couch that folded down to a bed or something it was like it was pretty sweet that was cool with yeah, no. with jude it was like a crappy cot yeah. and then with lucy our second they wouldn't let me spend the night 
because there was a it was a shared room back then they had yeah like they had some shared rooms so we were there was another girl who was like i think she was like 15 years old and she had just delivered her baby she had a c-section she's in like a lot of pain and stuff like that and they wouldn't let her mom stay the night either and like i remember us them telling like the mom that she couldn't stay the night and we were in the room and they were telling me that i couldn't spend the night either i was like i mean i get that you won't let me stay because yeah. yes. of her, you know, kind of thing. I was like, but we do not care. Like, let her mom spend the night. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> can, and they can wouldn't I let her. A, can I sign a form of some yeah. sort of release that lets allows someone to stay in the room with that? Right. It was it was ridiculous. So her mom like slept in the waiting room or something like yeah. that. I was like, that's just crazy. But I think the second night we got our own, we had our own room. room. And I think I might have stayed the second night, but it was crazy. Time ago. It was nine years ago. Yeah. See, and so, so everything went smoothly for the day. Like it obviously came up and we were, I mean, baby was, we was born at 7.52 PM. Uh, we went to the hospital at 8, 8.30. So it was only a 12 hour, like not only, but like yeah. the whole process happened in the same day, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. he came out seven pounds, 10 ounces, 20, 20 ounce, 20 inches long. So he was great size. And, um, the only, no, the only thing that's, it was different than I think a normal time for us to do this was that he actually ended up getting the exact same uh, blood disorder that Taylor has, uh, which is called hereditary sephirocytosis. Uh, what that is, or just HS, um, if anybody wants to abbreviate it, um, <laughs> it's a blood disorder, but so like his, his blood cells are shaped like circles or spheres instead of like the little donut shaped, um, things. Oh. Uh, and so he, um, was more likely to be jaundiced and, uh, his bilirubin was more likely to be high. And then his hemoglobin was more likely to be low. Uh, and they were, and so we ended up spending a week in the hospital. Uh, we ended up spending about the first night, um, with him in our room. And then he moved to NICU, but mainly just because they had the better tools to actually, use the, the the lights to make the billy oh, yeah. down and all that stuff and they had 24 hour people watching the baby and so on and so forth so for like one or two nights we were in postpartum and we were able to go visit him um anytime we wanted to but we just had to like we went to like feed him and stuff like that so yeah i will say it sucked to be in the hospital for that long but there was times where we could say okay it's nine o'clock we're gonna go back to our room after feeding him can someone in the NICU feed him at midnight <laughs> yeah and then we because we did we were, <laughs> were bottle feeding and so can we come back at three o'clock in the morning maybe six o'clock in the morning from our room and feed him then and so it was nice to have that help uh, oh yeah in the hospital uh but it did suck so he was there for a week um and or what five extra days because normally you're there for two days or so and so yeah. um but then we got released uh it was funny because we there was one night so when she got released from the postpartum room we were able to go to NICU and sleep there. And that's where they had that nice, nicer bed in NICU. Oh, and yeah. the problem was, is that he had gone back and forth from off the light to on the light and got clothed at one point. And hmm. so he was very uh, fussy because he was got off the light dressed. And then they said his numbers are rising back up again. So we want to put him under the light again. So we had to take his clothes off again. So he had been already comforted by clothing. Yeah. Right. And they made him naked again, sleeping with his arms shaken. And he just did not like, so the perfect bed, but would not sleep all night. So we were up all night doing that. But the following night, they just basically told us we're here. There's no reason if you do, if you don't want to, if you want to get a good night's sleep. So we ended up leaving the hospital and leaving me oh, the, yeah. the nurses of the hospital. We're like, these guys, these people are professionals. They deal with higher right uh care like this again he's just under lights it's not like he's i mean there was someone yeah. else in there had been in there for like 18 months and i'm like oh god like this guy like nova was the least of the problems in the nicu um right. and so we went home we came home and slept one night and then went back and we were at the hospital for one more night after that um before we came home but it was almost nice to have that recharge they fed him uh, which oh yeah the time it you know all that stuff so so it did actually help a little bit like you know when you have a baby it's basically <laughs> that next night you're feeding in that two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, and so we were able to get one night where it was like, you know, we slept in our own beds. It sucked because we felt like we were abandoning our child. Right. Yeah. We left when but... we came back and was excited to see him. But um, yeah, but I mean, they were awesome. I will tell you right now, I'll give all the credit in the world to Eastern Maine medical center and Northern light. Cause everybody there was a freaking killer team. And uh, even some of the traveling nurses were awesome. It, it definitely nice. makes your experience a lot better when the people like, 
Like when we left, we were we would not have left the hospital and come home to sleep if the hospital the, the nurse was like, eh. right, yeah. <laughs> nurse, we like, think we've got him. <laughs> so when a shift change happened, I think it was is it seven o'clock? The shift yeah. change happened, and I was like, if let's see the nurse. If we'd like the nurse, then we'll go home for the night and come back. Right. <laughs> if we if the nurse is like, eh, then we're staying the night. Or She's the crotchety overnight lady. Let's yeah. stay. <laughs> and so the nurse came. It was the one same one from the night before. We're like, okay, um, just to let you know, we're gonna feed him. We're going home. See ya. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Come on. You're great. Uh, but yeah, so just a little like a little, like a, to touch on that HS just one more time. Um, so basically, he's going to be fine. He just has yeah. um, his hemoglobin levels will drop uh, consistently uh, at a young age. So like right now, he's uh, eight weeks old, and he's had he uh, was it Friday Thursday Thursday he had his second blood transfusion. Um, but he'll have those hopefully not hopefully, but he'll have them. Um, maybe another eight weeks from now, potentially. And then it was hopefully start to, to expand uh, that he won't have him. And then he'll only potentially need him when he's sick. Um, so Taylor nice. had him basically once or twice a year from ages like three to 13. Um, but that's just basically um, when she was sick those times. And then she had her goal or uh, her spleen out when she was 13, uh, which made it so she didn't need to have them anymore. Um, but there's oh, weird. Up, up in the air of whether or not we'd actually get his spleen removed at 13 because now basically if taylor gets sick it's really bad whereas uh, him if he gets sick he might need a blood transfusion but it's not as bad his spleen is still going to help um uh, you know huh. protect him so um so there's just it's a big it's it's a big learning curve but again when you look at him um uh, you know not that i would have not loved my child any more than i do now if he was had had some sort of other deformation but when you look at him no one would ever know and so oh, that's yeah. one of those things that like and he's definitely okay. He's definitely going to be fine. It's just a lot more doctor's appointments than I ever thought I'd right. do. And uh, we're over, <laughs> luckily the, the place to get the transfusions in our hematologist is over in Brewer. Um, oh, over at, uh, Yeah. So at the Lafayette um, cancer facility, um, yep. because they had the oncology, the, the pediatric oncology there and the hematology there. So we're able to go from Orrington to, uh, to Brewer pretty easily. So that's nice. And it's a yes. nice building and you don't have to worry about going through the, ho- like the hospital is a big hospital, like the Lafayette, you're like one, three, four ele- elevator. Right. Yeah. A, little bit, a little bit easier and simpler for, uh, yeah. for uh, doing that's that. That's where I what's well, the office I work in yeah. is right next yeah. door. So the they have a decent or... cafeteria. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of cafeteria, I was tired of people saying that the food at East, like the hospital sucks. I'm telling oh, you what, great. I was actually I was actually very impressed with the food at the hospital. <laughs> like, good. You know, and I went down to uh to get food at the at the the, the cafeteria. I got a couple omelets in the morning because I was there. Obviously, oh yeah, week. Uh, I thought it was excellent. I think they did a great job. I was very impressed with the person running the omelet, the 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 flat top, because she was taking like three or four orders back. Oh yeah, like, like she's she had this she all up in her mind. Doing. I've <laughs> yeah, eaten like, so many hot dogs from that cafeteria; yes. it's not even funny. When I and used then, to work uh, in the pharmacy, Ooh. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's, it's kind of dangerous, honestly. But we got DoorDash; they let us DoorDash one night, so someone could like you just like put your hand through the door to grab it from the person, so you wouldn't be leaving the building. Oh, uh, and then I think Taylor's <laughs> aunt, Aunt Taylor's aunt, brought us some food at one point. Um, so we were able to cool. mix it up a little bit for the week, but I, yeah. would have eat, I would have eaten at the cafeteria every night. I don't care. <laughs> oh yeah. Go there for date night. It's yeah, coming exactly. week. <laughs> well, it's so funny. We talked about it. We're like, the food was actually good enough that we feel like if we're like stale on what we want to do for dinner, we're like, let's just go to the hospital. <laughs> they the cafeteria there. They're open 24 hours. I don't know why we wouldn't be able to go in. <laughs> uh, obviously post COVID, but that was a weird thing. COVID was weird. Um, yeah. we wore masks 24 hours a day, seven days a week while we were there, even while you are sleeping. She actually Even was while you sleep, to, she was actually required to wear it too while she was in birth or given labor. That's the that's nurses were kind of like humane. They were like, and then nurses were kind of like, if it falls off, we're not going to put it back on. Right. But, but Taylor was like, and actually helped because they didn't see my stupid faces I was making when I was pushing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was, it was basically at the end when they were doing the balloon thing when she took it off finally. And she's like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, but yeah, it's just you it's had a crazy to sleep time. with that thing yeah. on. That's insane. Uh, Brian, we had to sleep with it on. I kind of like went, oh crap, oops! In the middle of the night, it fell off. Like it was, they were not right. on top of it. They were not like when we were in the NICU yeah. it was a little bit more, but because obviously that's I think it's just more right on uh, safe kids. Um, but like in the in the uh, postpartum rooms, they were like they'd walk in and I'd put it back on because I like, had it off when they were out of the room and they'd walk, yeah. and walk in and I'd be put it back on. And I'm, if you, as long as you have like a bottle of water, or, like a bag of chips near you. Right. I was eating. I don't know what you were talking about. I'm forever about. drinking. <laughs> so what if you just wore one of those helmets with the, like the beer 
can things on the sides so that you're just eternally drinking. Yes. But uh, it was, but that was an experience. And that would be one of those things that I'll tell, like, obviously with him forever. He's one of those, like the first time he ever saw us, it was a half of my face. Probably yeah. Yes. Because right. Out of the birth canal, but like the first time I met him, it was like half a face. So it was like when we go to the doctor's office now, it's like, oh, you remember me, right? <laughs> did he like, have a mask on when he came? No, out? he did not have a mask on. When he, came <laughs> out. he actually was born with one. It was weird. That's what the, the vaccine does. It just yeah, it's co- little <laughs> little masks in little there. N95 ones too, high end, high oh, end quality ones. <laughs> No, it was a hand knit one. Her aunt made a hand knit one, and she swallowed oh, it. Man. Taylor swallowed it, and it. <laughs> and then he grabbed it. it. He Is caught it, it in the air, and then slapped it on beforehand. But it was an interesting <laughs> experience, and and I tell you what, now coming home, it, it's um, I would not like. There's lack of sleep, as you know. Uh, it's not too too bad. I think he's a he's a well behaved child, so it's like he cries when he needs yeah. food, but like he's never just going buck wild crazy crying and uh nice he, uh, yeah yeah he, uh, he he tells us when he needs to eat and he he tells us when he has gas and stuff like that but other than that he's go. been you know he's been sleeping pretty well and we take shifts obviously and taylor goes back to work next week nice uh no two a week and a half um and so it's been a it's been a crazy experience but again i it's it's surreal and it's i don't think and it's hard. I mean, it's, I'm brand new at this. You've obviously done this three right. times. It's, it's surreal to just be like. Every time is brand new. And, and this like. kid is this kid is ours. Like it belongs to. Doesn't us. it feel weird? Like, do you ever just catch yourself thinking, "Is it legal for me to be in care of a child, like a human yes. being? Like, who trusted me to do this?" Why the whole analogy I told Taylor on the car the other day when I adopted a cat in 2006, 17, 17. I adopted a cat for Christmas time. My dad paid for the fees for my birthday my Christmas present, like to adopt this cat from the, uh, it was a pet co, but it was from somewhere humane society in Southern Maine. Yeah. Someone from the humane <laughs> society in Bangor came to my house to make sure my house was habitable for a cat. No, seriously. Right? Cause I lived in downtown, a studio apartment in downtown Bangor. I think they were just trying to make sure it was big enough and all that stuff. But someone came to my house to make sure I was. That's ridiculous. No one from the hospital knew we even actually had a house to go back to. Like there was no like, right? I had an address somewhere, but there's no proof that I was going back to a house. That I wasn't just living in the car. There's no proof that I was able to take care of this child. That's and, insane. And, until you don't take care of the child, will anybody come here and take this child away from you? Right. You know what I mean, like until there's proof that there's not, it was just the weirdest thing that no one, like, there's no like healthcare worker that just comes and goes, right. the house is fine. Yep. yep they had that. I mean, they do, they do check to make sure you have a uh, car seat. Um, right. They Gotta don't just sure like let you leave holding onto the baby. Um, but other than that, it's not like there's no healthcare or no um, welfare checkup on this. So yeah. Like, the baby leaves the hospital. It's not their See responsibility ya. anymore. <laughs> You're on your weird, own. It's the weirdest thing. And how, you know. Yeah. That is why when you think about it. When you adopt a child, they <laughs> think they come visit your house, don't they? Oh, yeah. That's a big and deal. So, and so, like, I just laughed because, like, Taylor's like, well, what are they going to do if you say your house is not habitable? Like, what are they going to do? Take the child? Right. Sorry. So I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, they can't say no and then have it be, right. you know, <laughs> that would be funny, actually. <laughs> oh, you're all excited. You bought all that stuff. You can't actually have this child anymore. Sorry. Sorry. But hey, but it's someday. Been <laughs> it's been fun, man. I, I tell you, you what. Wait for the now, second one? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> How many times have you gotten that question so far? Well, I got the question when she was pregnant. Like, right. so when are you having a second two? child? I'm like, well, at least a year from now. I can't do any sooner than that. Like, uh, no, it's fun. I think it's one of those things that I think it will be once we get through a bunch of more stages. Like it has to be, like, yeah. or I talked about it. If we did, if we did decide to have a second child, it wouldn't be until like year two. And so yeah. like having a couple of years apart. And so I like this, I'm liking to see the different stages. I mean, he's already huge. He's already basically right, yeah. 50% bigger than he was when he was born. Uh, he weighs 12 pounds now and he weighed seven, like basically we left the hospital Ooh, at seven tank. and a half pounds. And, uh, but like to see him go through the stages and see him coo and, and then I'll see him, you know, talk and walk for the first time and all that stuff. Yeah. That will be then the sign. We'll be like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I kind of want to go through this again. Uh, yeah. as of right now, when you had the first eight weeks, you're like no one in their right mind at eight weeks of having a first child is like, I right. can't wait for number two. <laughs> oh yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> if you had had twins? Oh God. No, that's, that I can't, Brian. Human. I give you credit for having a child when you already have one at home. <laughs> like that alone, it's like you know what I mean. Though, like I have it one, is, I have to take care of myself. I have to help true. my wife with 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 whatever she needs to get done because she just had surgery, basically. Right. And, yeah. And have a child, and then if I had another one or a dog, like a dog, 
like that's yeah. just like one thing. But the dog being home might have pushed me over the edge. Just a, just a dog at home. Oh yeah, dog. Be right. like, okay, let me feed the baby. Hold on, let me feed the baby while I'm walking the dog. Um, <clears throat> but it gets easier. I, I bet, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, obviously, you learn with one. Watch it, you with two, and in well, two, it, you learn yeah. with three, and, so and with one, like, you're like, oh, this is such a delicate yes thing, oh, and I don't want to break it. And then number two, you're like, they bounce back. Like, well, so I, they I'm heal. And- I've learned enough when you saying that and other people saying that I've, I'm eight weeks in and I'm just like throwing them around. Like, yeah, he's right. fine. It's not, it's not going to do anything. We we're talking yesterday. We had some friends over and they have a, their son is, I don't know, a couple months old now at this point. And I was holding him and everyone's talking like, it's so weird when it's not your baby, how like fragile it feels. Yes. But when it's your baby, it's more, I, I, it made you just spend more time with it, but you just trust yourself more. And so it's, it's just a whole different game. I don't, I'm not like, uh, I think a lot of guys aren't, but I'm not like, a, oh, I really want to go hold your baby type of person. Mm-hmm. But my own kids, I love to hold, you know, it's just different. It I do is. like to smell babies heads though. I'm kind of like Joe Biden in that. Yes. I like to get the good. Yes. They smell so good. They smell like a baby. It's, it's, a, it's it, a weird. It really it's is a, its own yeah. scent. Yeah. And then at some point they just, they don't smell that good anymore. Well, I babysat when I was younger, obviously, like I babysat people, I babysat infants to toddlers, to high school or, you know, high school students to, you know, high school adults. Yes. To, uh, to like, you know, siblings. No, um, that it wasn't until you have your own child when you're like, I don't mind changing the diaper. Like people always like, Oh my God, poopy diaper. I'm like, I don't care. Oh like, yeah. Whatever it is, it is what it is. I'd rather have the baby diaper change than me holding him smelling like poop. Like, right. Honest. So like, let me go over and change the diaper and I don't mind feeding him or burping him or holding on to him. If you told me, Hey, I need you to hold my son or Hey, I need you to change my son's diaper. I'm like, forget you, man. I'm all <laughs> nope. set. Like I don't, yeah, I smell someone else's. Yeah. Poop. <laughs> no way. It is. It's weird how that works. Well, you can mind, you can mind your own, you can smell your own poops, your own farts and you don't care. Exactly. I think it's your a, own boo is fine. It's an extension of that. I feel like, you know, my, my baby's poops, farts and burps is like, okay, you have to smell that, but like, it's just, it's part all of your own. Now. yeah, exactly. exactly. And so, uh, it's been, a. It's been fun, and I, I, like I said, I can't wait to, to – I love throwing him off, too, so it's a, awesome. it's a proud moment, right, obviously. We'll have him on the show soon. Yeah, and I was going to – We'll fell interview asleep. him. I was going to bring him on and have a little, like, thing, but he just fell asleep, so. Well, I got a list Good. of questions to ask him for next time. I know, right. He'll just go <laughs> – He does, like, that grunt a lot. I'll tell you that much. I never realized uh, babies that grunt that much. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so it's was fun. The- how was the first night at home? Is he he's sleeping in your room probably? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I got a little um, the pack and play that has the um, the bassinet part of it in it. Yeah. Um, How's yeah, that was, first night? It was every noise you you check them. Uh, you know, and then every weeks, lack of noise, you're like, yes. still breathing. And eight yeah, weeks in, you're like, that's a noise. That's just a grunt. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's like right. you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about. It. And, and I am even getting used to the, the the bubbles. Like he like if he like pushes his pacifier out, oh uh, yeah, a little bit of slurpy noise you get out of that is not him uh, suffocating you know, or something. It's not him suffocating. It's not him spitting up. It's just the bo- the 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 binky yeah. or the the pacifier coming out. And so there's those things I'm getting used to now at, at mm. you know eight weeks in. But the first couple of nights were yeah, he just every and then. Then you're like, am I am I feeding him enough? Am I you know those kind of things too? And, right. and you know also the the lack of information is like, okay, I fed him, I burped him, I should probably hold on to him for 15 minutes at a vertical, like more on my chest than just putting him back down. Yeah, because I spit all up and stuff like that. So there's there's those things. But the first couple of nights were were were, were interesting. Uh, not a lot of sleep at all. Um, yeah, but now I found getting- the first the first night at home with G, like the firstborn yeah. Yeah. was like. I feel like that was the most stressful of the whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he awake? Is he sleeping? Is he still breathing? And just feeling like I had to look every two seconds, you know? And then after that first night, though, it was like, you kind of like, he's, he's alive. It's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But and now, now eight weeks weird. in, it's, it's not an issue at all. And like, honestly, say last, not this past night, but the night before that, he did a, uh, eight, a, 8 p.m. feeding. And then he fell asleep around nine and woke up at, 3 30 that's not bad 
Yeah, I was like, that's pretty good. I want to shift that if I can get him to fall asleep at midnight and sleep till six thirty in the morning. Right. Also, no, uh, and then like last night was two <laughs> four and a half, two four and a half hour stretches, um, and so nice. it makes it a lot easier too because it's like one one wake up in the middle of the night and then yeah, then basically you're up in the morning. So yeah, makes I remember for a while there we were trying to like keep we're trying to feed Jude like we'd let it we put him to bed earlier like at six or something like that and then try to like get him to wake him up in the night to try to like before we went to bed wake him up so we could feed him a bunch to try to get mm-hmm. him to sleep longer and like there were nights where we're like take we'd take his clothes off no. and we're like trying to wake him up and like he just wouldn't he's like barely awake and we're just trying to like put yeah. sprinkle a little water on him like whatever you gotta do to wake up and just eat a bunch so you go back to sleep and he's like no nah, i'm ready i'm out yeah yeah exactly and that's and Good that's it. but you know taylor and i've been able to do a little bit of like back and forth on that like if, if, if we have to get up at two o'clock in the morning obviously this tonight i'll do it and tomorrow night you'll do it and and we're trying to figure out we can think of we can come up with a routine uh when she goes back to work um that might nice. be nice so uh it'll be work out so i think you know it's not it's not crazy i tell you what but auto feeding say, helps brian, with that too i will say brian though like at 35 years old I'm happy that I waited this long to have a child because it's perfect right now. Perfect partner. Um, I love him. He's perfect as well. Um, however, uh, 21 year old Justin was more likely to be able to stay up all night <laughs> than 35 year old Justin. Right. It hits you different. <laughs> I definitely think that you and I could have definitely hung out all night and, and played video games or, or music mm-hmm. or, or had a couple beers and been up till two or three o'clock in the morning. No problem. At 35 years old, you and I are both like, like we're texting at 10 o'clock because the basketball game is just finishing. And I'm like, we're both probably like, okay, man, if the basketball game wasn't on, I'd be in oh, already. <laughs> I'd be gone. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, I know. Even like the finals right now, I, yeah. I haven't watched a single game because yeah. they're on so late. I'm like, nah. And I want it. to because the Bucks Suns. I mean, that sounds like a fun series to watch. Like I want to see the Suns play, but like <sighs> nine o'clock, I told Asa at OBC the other day, I'm like, I missed the bubble. Yeah, I know they played like Gosh. the championship game was on at like seven o'clock and then <laughs> this is what it should be. I hate that. I'm like, I don't care about the West coast. Screw the West coast. Right. They should just like, I think they should film all games. All games should be played at noontime, yes. wherever they are. Yeah. Noontime. And then they'll show them at like seven o'clock, yeah. the local times. Yeah. I don't care if it's live or not. Just as long as I don't know the outcome. Yes, and then just play it later. Have you I know, like you, you sign non-disclosure agreements for different things. Like if you and I were talking about something we're doing for Owner Brewing Company, I could have you sign a non-disclosure agreement. We we're contractually obligated not to say anything. Just everybody that's at the game has to sign a non-disclosure disclosure yes. agreement. So you don't say anything online until after anything. the game. Uh, those when they're gonna like the West yeah. the West Coast tours, those are yeah. so late. Well, Hate it. And and you know, lucky for us for, as, as basketball mainly fans is that the Red Sox do a three games in a row at 10 o'clock at night in Oakland. Whereas basketball, it's usually like, okay, tonight it's at 10 o'clock at night. Tomorrow night, it's a, it's a one o'clock in the yeah. afternoon, ABC game. And then they're back in Boston the next night. So it's like, okay, we're good. It's, you know, yeah. we're, we're, it's one or two games and we're good. Uh, but baseball, they do like these like week long stretches that they're in Oakland and they're in Los Angeles. And it's all right. 10 o'clock at night games. It's like, yeah. I couldn't do that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm looking for next season. Uh, we'll do a we'll we'll talk basketball at some point because like geez a lot of things are happening in Boston. I feel like yeah we got to do a special Celtics episode. But what what do I'm you getting, think? Rumors of Colin, little... Colin Sexton. Oh, I don't like him. Me either, know. but he's good. <laughs> he's good, but he, I I don't know. I don't personality wise, I don't know how yes. well he would fit. No. But I'm I'm feeling like. There's a lot of chatter about Brad Beal and yeah, well Dame that's that's Miller. one of them. And, and you know what? With the new coach, he yeah. used to be assistant. He used to be assistant out in San Antonio, and he says yeah. there, there's rumors out there that says that might be the tiebreaker to get some players from San Antonio. It's like a Dejounte Murray um, mm. to come over to Boston, which would be nice too. So I, I'm worried they're going to get rid of Jalen Brown. I don't think so. I don't it's, think this year. I think yeah. that with the new coach and the team they have, I think they're going to try to build around. Tatum and Brown to start. Yeah. And if they don't go far into the playoffs this year with some tooling around, 
Yeah. So they started looking at, okay, maybe this isn't going to work with Jimmy. Which, which I don't want them to do what they did in Philadelphia for too long. I don't want Embiid and Simmons for five years and realizing it right. wasn't working with Embiid and Simmons and then blow it up. Like if you yeah. have to trade, if you have to trade Brown next year to win a championship in 2022, 2023, whatever it is, then do it because I, I'm more worried about getting into the championship than I am right. Brown himself. But give it a shot. Like let's give Brown and Tatum and some pieces around him a new head coach, you know, a fresh start in the season to see if they can do it. If they can't, then maybe around the trade deadline or uh, next year yeah. to, to, to move. I am excited about the new coach. I'm, yes. I'm very excited about that change up. I did like in one of the press conferences where he, he called out Brad Stevens and said like Celtics were 27th. I think it was in yeah. assists. He's like, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like all season long, I'm just screaming. Like you guys win the, you win the game when you pass the ball. Yep. When Jason Tatum just does a little dribble thing and jacks up threes or whatever, that's when you lose. Or smart shoots threes. Oh, I have a hard time. I have a love-hate with that. Me it too. Is, I, if he could only play he on defense. he makes a ton of them. If it was football. <laughs> if it was football and smart could only play a defensive part to him, right. I'd want him on every team I ever owned. Yeah, but he makes more threes than anyone else on the team. It's because he also takes more threes. But here's, oh, here's my – okay, we'll go, we'll, we'll, don't want to go too far into the Celtics, but one of the things I will say <laughs> is that smart – when Tatum and Brown and Walker were all on the court at the end of a game, Smart would take yeah. too many shots for himself, where it's like it's there's true. three other people are far in front of you on the pecking order. 100%. Get the ball to Tatum. If Tatum's not open, get it to Brown. If Brown's not open, get it to Walker. If Walker's not open, then get it to that. But if all three of those players aren't open and you're taking a shot, there's it's, other issues going on here. But if right. all those players are opportunity to get them the ball and you shot up the last second shot for the winning the game, you're going, you're thinking about yourself and not the team's winning. Right. He did that, he did that way too many times. And that was uh, the problem with Brad Stevens is he wouldn't, I don't think he ever reprimanded him for it. Yeah. He was always just like, Oh yeah, it was, you know, whatever. And then they moved on. I'm like, no Brown or smart should not be taking that shot at the last three minutes of the game ever. There's other players that can play that take that shot. Yeah. So, and honestly, I it did, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of having Horford back, but I think he'll be fun to have. I think he'll be a good veteran presence in the locker room, whether he's the all-star that he used to be, uh, yeah. whether he lives up to the contract that he has. I think he might have that time where he looks at Brown and Tatum and, and the rest of the guys and goes, Hey, 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 quit the crap. Let's play some basketball yeah. kind of thing. And, so. and they, you know, when he was in Boston, they played through him a lot in mm -hmm. like, not and like, he facilitated things yes. a lot. And I feel like we've missed a little bit of that. So I feel like he could, he could help, with the ball movement problem that we've had, but I, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a non-exciting thing for me when he came back. I was like, hmm. well, again, if you look at just statistics for basketball or um, money wise, it did make a lot of sense. Yeah. That's strictly the only thing. And it sounds like rumors I heard is that Oklahoma city is ready to move Walker already. Like they're ready to, they're going to flop up, flip him again. Yeah. Walker's not even staying in Oklahoma city. So, um, but I feel bad, but Hey, it is what it is. Hey, it's, it's a, a game. I love it. I can't wait. We'll have to do some stuff. I would love to do also what we kind of fun to do is I was talking to Adam about the my, main state of mind is doing a watching a movie and doing live commentary. So if anybody wanted to watch it along with us, they could do that. Oh, we wow. kind of fun to do that with the Celtics game, put the Celtics game, on, put the recording on record while we're talking about the actual game playing. Is uh, that legal? Uh, as long as you don't show the basketball game, and as long as you don't have the audio from the basketball game. So we would have like, uh, okay, we would probably watch the game on mute and just watch the game and we could talk about things that are going on in the game. <laughs> Not like, yeah. Oh, Horford made a shot. It would be more like, Oh, Horford, that's the things he should be doing. And so on and so forth. Like that. Kind yes. Of stuff. So. And then we could send that to the coaches and they could. Yes. And sound, say, Hey, saying. you know, uh, we should have been the coaches of the team. Yes. Oh, Damon Stadamire, assistant coach too. Yeah. Yes. Damon Stadamire. I love that. Love it. That's good. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. So if we got a little while to go, but you know, we're getting there. Right. So, but we'll come back here pretty soon on the uh, dad pod and we'll talk uh, with get another guest. Uh, That's right. Jay Cochran uh, is one of, one of our guests. He's a tattoo artist in Bangor. He's having a baby at the end of this month. So um, oh, wow. that'd be kind of cool to get him on too, to talk about he's a second child. Uh, but also I want to talk to him about like, you know, passions. He's a huge star Wars fan, uh, mm -hmm. huge toy collector uh, and so on. And see, so talk about like passing your passions on and your ear right. culture and all that stuff. I was and funny because I was, Go ahead. I was going to say, and he's just an all around good guy. Oh, he is a good dude too. But yes, obviously. But uh, he's my, my <laughs> tattoo artist as well. But he, uh, Taylor and I were laughing because we're like watching, oh, Black Widow the other night. We watched that. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's excellent. But 
won't want to spoil anything, but I want to say it's like it's funny to me, being a big Marvel fan, is that Nova's first ever Marvel movie is Black Widow because he was in the room with us. <laughs> he wasn't watching it. But he was <laughs> yeah. in the room with us. So he you know, was there. Say that going down back in history, what's the first Marvel movie you ever watched? Well, technically it was Black Widow. My eyes were barely working, but <laughs> <laughs> I heard Scarlett Johansson in the background. <laughs> yeah. I I I have plans in my head to go see Jay at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure he is. He still backed right up from. Oh, he's backed up. COVID. Yeah. I mean, I know he gets backed up anyways. But then I'm, I think I'm, I think his books COVID are closed people. for yeah. most. I, I, I wanted to say his books are closed for 2020 into 2022, That's like crazy. spring of 2022. Um, I have appointments September, November, January, and March. But basically, just a placeholder for me. Like if I I might not get use them all. But it was like, mm-hmm. if you don't put a placeholder in and actually put this on the books, I'm never going to be able to. Right. Um, but Sounds you like in. you're being a little selfish with Jay's time. And and so then he said to me, he goes, the other benefit is if you tell me I don't can't use the one in, in December or in January, that he can actually go in the system and say, okay, anybody, Brian, do you want a tattoo? Or he can say, no, this is a scheduled time off for me. Now I actually have the day off. There you go. And have to worry about it. So he goes, honestly, he goes, if I cancel the day before, he's not going to be pissed because he goes, the money's been good. And I have so many appointments and also time with my family is also good. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it honestly forces him to, yeah. So he's like, I can either take it if we're busy and do another appointment. I can say, guarantee I can say, Hey, tomorrow I'm available. Or he can take the day off and spend it with his, uh, his fiance and yeah. with, uh, his now it will be two kids. Um, so or I think I'm going to auction off mine. I was going to say, or you could just transfer it to your friend, Brian and co-host. Yes. You see, that's why I I did that. I was like, I have a list of like 10 people that I could literally ping and be like, (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to use September's appointment. Does anybody want it? And then just text Jay and be like, you can't take the day off because I I got your appointment. You know, I want, I want want a 10%. I sold it to Brian. I sold it to Brian for 10% of his tattoo appointment. Um, Sweet. But yeah, so the experience of having a kid was, uh, was pretty fun and uh, we'll have him on at some point. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be doing this dad podcast for long enough that he actually can come on and be a guest because that'd be kind of fun. It'd be Whoa. fun to sit down sometime with like Jude mm. in Nova. <laughs> It'd be fun to just sit down with Jude in the first place. I'd love to have Jude on as a guest, but uh, he's quite a, a uh, connoisseur of Marvel and uh, Star Wars and all that stuff. So. And Fortnite. Fortnite's not cool anymore. Oh, is it not really? That. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Crazy. Not cool. <laughs> Sweet. Well, all uh, right. Obviously, you can find us all on Facebook, on Instagram at the Dad Rocking the Dad Pod, Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, all the things. Listen to like, us, share us, share, like, subscribe, subscribe, smash that subscribe Thanks. button. That's right. Smash <laughs> it. Take Bye. a hammer and hit it. Sweet, Brian. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, man. Peace out. Good seeing you. Cheers.